Dwight, what is your middle name? Danger. Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. And we're trying something new today. We're outside. We are outside on the back porch um, under a big umbrella, enjoying the sounds of the birds. It's nice out here. It's freaking nice out. It's too nice. Do I look like I've got a lot of sun? Mm -hmm. My forehead is like darkness, dude. Yeah. It's so dark. Uh, I've been out here before work. Just sunbathing, dude. Really? Chilling in the sun. That's nice. It's super nice. But that's relaxing. It's so relaxing, but then I got to get up and go to work because I'm on that new schedule. Oh, that's right. You've <laughs> been starting work at four. How is that? Um, I worked longer mm-hmm. than I was working. Okay. Because honestly, I just got, I was getting so good at just getting what I needed done, making enough money in such a short amount of time that maybe sometimes six hours was just, I'm out. I'm good. Yeah. Um, but now I've because it's a new job because it's not it's the same job mm-hmm. but it's a new um, it's just a new way that the, it operates it sure. operates completely different like even when I'm looking at a piece of freight it's not billed yet so I don't have information on it oh okay so I have to just do an inspection and hope later when it does process and I do enter it it I can make mm-hmm. the proper changes so it's it's just a lot to learn so I've been putting in like nine hours. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a long day. Those are long days. <clears throat> last night was uh, eight and a half. The night before was ten. Mm-hmm. So, um, but when I've slept well, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. So it's not too bad. Well, that's that's good that you're make, making the best of it because that's got to be a really strange like adjustment. It is, um, but I like it. You know, my wife gets off at one. So mm-hmm. there's a little window for us to hang out. Um, I actually was starting, you know, it was like, hey, you need to come in at three on Mondays. And I was like, Jesus. Um, okay. So I came in at three on Monday and then sat around for two hours. And then I was like, my boss, <laughs> you know, he calls me. We have a conference call on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And he's like, hey, so how did yesterday go? And I was like, hmm. He's like, What? And I was like, I'm just debating on how honest I want to be with you. <laughs> and he's like, just tell me how it is, dude. Tell me what's up. And I was like, honestly, I don't. I, I go, you know how much I hate wasting time. If I'm going to be here, I want to be kicking ass. And if I'm there's, if there's downtime, I want to just rip my hair out. The person before me didn't mind being here because they didn't have a life outside of this place. So they were totally cool being here 12 hours. I was like, I'll be here 12 hours if I need to be if there's freight to be inspected but to sit around for two hours before anything actually gets moving that seems like a waste of time he goes all right get with the operations manager talk to him and see what time they're going to start moving freight during the week what time he suggests that you should come in and we'll work something out wow he's amazing your boss is fantastic he's amazing yeah so i get with zach and i was like hey buddy uh you know Yesterday, you know, I don't want to sit around and waste time. I know that the person before me would go up and take a million smoke breaks or just eat her lunch or go and flirt with the guy up in dispatch. Like, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be doing all that. I'm here. I want to get in and get out and get as much done as I can and then go home. Um, mostly because I'm salary, but you know, yeah. who, who wants to work 12 hours? Not me. <laughs> so he's like, all right, well, freight doesn't even start really moving till six. So come in at six. And I was like, ooh, that's late. <laughs> 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 and he's like, what? And I was like, well, if I come in at 6, then I got to stay even later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
But if it starts moving at six, then I will come in at five so I can get prepped. Get a, take a yeah. look at the computer, see where all the freight's coming from, see what freight I'm looking for. And then when you guys start moving at six, then I can come out and really start getting You're already ready. Yep. You're there. Yeah. <clears throat> so I push it back to five. Nice. So, But today, Monday and Thursday, I'm going to go in at four. Okay. And then the rest of the week, five. So it gives me a good chunk to just chill. I've been going to the gym every day. I hate my life. I know why people skip leg day. <laughs> I can't move. <laughs> it's, it's it'll be worth it though. I know it will, but it's been I do I'm doing this like routine. I don't know if you saw I post some of it. My arms like I haven't been able to like bend my arms all the way for days. Really? <laughs> it's so oh bad. my goodness. It's the worst. But like you said, it'll be worth it. Um, I was just listening to the birds. So, yeah, because we're outside, you're going to hear some noise. Yeah. Um, where you got our mic set up on this old table, so it's ma- it can make some noise if we bump it wrong. But, um, yeah, we got birds right behind us because the bird feeder is right behind Jake. Did you put that? Did you just put up that bird feeder, or has that always been there? It's, it's been there for oh, a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe a few months. Okay. Yeah. Um, since we're on the topic of birds... <laughs> And it's my new obsession. Do you see the videos I was posting? Of uh, oh, with the when you're like you're up close, yeah. photos on the ground. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. So I was just laying out there on the grass, and they were just right in front of me on the ground. So I started like taking pictures, and uh, I set up my GoPro and put a uh, bird feed mm-hmm. right in front of the GoPro and watched them, and then sped it up. <gasps> There's a hummingbird. <gasps> That's pretty badass. Oh, I love hummingbirds. There's also a hummingbird feeder over here, so we're going to get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome because we haven't seen them for a while. We just we saw one one time and then haven't seen them for a while, so that's freaking cool. That is pretty cool. Um, Sorry. Anyways, so we're – I love birds. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see the, 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 the geese on your way in. Oh, on my way in. he's up on the tree. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, Jen sent me a picture of the, the geese – families the two of them yesterday and it's crazy how fast they grow Mm -hmm. because when i when those first ones hatched we were like oh look at the little babies boom they're like ugly adolescents now yeah (laughs) they they get big quick quick um and they'll they'll be fully fully grown birds you know 12 13 pounds by by the fall so really yeah jeez that's great anyway so the it's been cool to watch i've been super you know and now that I'm on the schedule, I'm just out here watching birds all the time. Um, and I had a listener message me. Um, oh, you've been you've been plugging this since I showed up today. Yeah. So a uh, messenger, a messenger, a listener, um, uh, Jen's cousin Micah. Okay. <clears throat> he messaged me, and he's like, "I can't believe you've never heard of a Stellar's Jay." I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I grew up in the fucking concrete jungle of Portland, dude. Like, <laughs> and and like his family, are, they're all like. Hey, I know his aunt, so my mother-in-law, she she likes birds. She knows a bunch of birds. His grandma knows a bunch of birds. It's like, well, yeah, when you're around a bunch of freaking bird enthusiasts, you're going to know birds like that. Yeah. Like, I found a, do you know what a killdeer is? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there was a killdeer eggs over here, um, and I was fixing a fence post out here for the horses with Jen's mom, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, look, there's killdeer eggs right here. It's like, what the hell's a killdeer? And she's like, it's got to be around here somewhere because they don't leave the nest mm-hmm. very far. So then all of a sudden it starts swooping by us. She's like, there it is. And I was like, oh, crazy. She goes, watch this. So it lands right by us and she starts walking towards the eggs and then it flops to the ground and starts acting like it's injured. Oh, trying to yeah. trying to like, to like guide us away from the eggs. 
Have you seen it? I haven't seen that. Dude, no. I'm not going to show you now, but we got to look it up. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing how like it looks like a wounded bird. And it's like, and so when you start walking towards it, it just gets up, walks away a little more uh, further, and then flops down and pretends it's injured again. So just to right, yeah. just draw you mm-hmm. away from the eggs. It was freaking awesome. So I po I took a picture of the eggs a few years ago, and I posted it, and I was like, "Man, I love country living" or something like that. <laughs> and Jen's brother was like, "Kill their eggs." I'm like, how the fuck do you know that, dude? <laughs> like, really? Like, I would never know that. Mm-hmm. So, but he knew. So that side of the family, they know their birds. Okay. Um, but Mike texted me and he was like, dude, you don't know what a seller's jay is? I'm like, no, dude, I, no, I'm just now getting into birds, dude. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm surprised Jake didn't know either. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Jake's Jake knows everything, so I'd be surprised that he didn't know, <laughs> you know, quantum physics. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends me that he goes, um. They're little assholes. And I was like, yeah, I've heard that about most Jays, but he was like, the Stellar's Jay is an asshole. And I was like, well, why? And he's like, they just they just bully other birds. They're just trolling other birds. He goes, they also mimic other birds' calls. And hmm. I was like, no way. And he goes, yeah, it's freaking awesome. They're punks. And I was like, I think the Stellar's Jay is my, my spirit animal. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can see that. So he sends me a video of a stellar jay mimicking a red tail hawk. Wow. And so that's pretty cool. Here's the audio. It's just sitting in a tree. Isn't that crazy? That's absolutely insane. That's so cool. It sounded Nat- just like it. Nature is amazing. Nature is a savage. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I thought that was freaking cool. I haven't seen him much lately, but, you know, I was wondering. I didn't look it up. I should have. But I was wondering, like, I wonder what their their call is. If they mimic others, I wonder what theirs sounds like. But, anyways. Mm-hmm. Nerd out on birds. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, dude? Uh, well, I had my first class on Monday. Oh yeah, online. On yeah, it was uh, through. So it was like it's basically like a big go to meeting kind of thing, or like a Skype. Okay. So I can, I, I can see. You've already started. Dude. Like I can see all the windows and everything, and I was a little nervous about like how, because like, like windows per- of other people. Yeah, their faces. Mm-hmm. It was like government, like like you see in the movies. Yeah, and, and everything's officials. recorded, so you can go back and watch the whole like live Whoa. session again. So like I can go back and get you know, mm. and, and see all see the discussion and and you know if I need to take notes or That's whatever. That's crazy. But, um, it's a lot more. Um, it, the conversation flows a lot better than I thought it was mm-hmm. going to because you can literally see the class is only like ten or eleven people, okay, plus the instructor. So you can see every single person. You know, it's a little like if you put gal. There's different. There's different views you can do. Like so, like gallery view shows you everybody. Right. Or there's like active speaker view where only the person who's currently talking at the time will take up like three quarters of your screen. Oh, and you it'll can, just shift. And you can yeah, and you can oh, always wow. you can always see the host who's the professor, mm-hmm. and you can always see yours, um, and like one or two other people, but and then the active speaker. So it just rotate like it. It'll it'll constantly change sometimes there's a little bit of a lag so i prefer the i like i've 
in my first uh, my first class I liked the gallery view yeah, and yeah. it just highlights the box of the person who's talking. Okay. So I can see every I can see everybody and this everybody computer's can see me. working for that. So far? Yeah. Okay, so good, far, good, good. yeah, because there was an issue with this being fully supported. Right. So I, I ran into that, which was super frustrating. Right. Um, but everything has been good so far. Heck yeah. I'm a little nervous. One of my other classes is having group projects. Uh oh. So it's going to be really weird to try to like navigate that remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Unless it's like a paper. Uh, it's a PowerPoint presentation. So he wants us to like. Um, hmm. He wants us to basically a presentation and we put our voiceovers onto the slides oh damn dude that's techie it's gonna be really techie and i'm not a techie person mm. like i i don't take notes on computers like i still write all my yeah, notes on, on notes and i'm just not a tech driven person so all right you'll get it and if you need help let me know youtube okay. youtube if you need to youtube yeah. has everything mm-hmm. dude um that's freaking exciting so i mean what's the format you're reading and then discussing Reading, discussing, posting. Um, there's like weekly, like weekly assignments. Okay. Um, based on the reading. Okay. Uh, it's just basically undergrad, but way more reading. Is it a lot of reading? A lot of reading. Like how much? Uh, a book a week. A book a week. <laughs> About yeah. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I had to. I had to read all of Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan. You by read this all of Saturday. It. Um, well, I've, I, dude, it's all written in old English. Yeah. You want to see it? Yeah. Hell yeah. I can't believe that. I mean, I knew it was like that much because, uh, Dr. Peabody asked me to be in a master's level course mm-hmm. the last semester of our, our college. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't want to do it with 469. Oh, no. If I God. didn't have 469, yeah. that would have been so fun. Mm-hmm. But she's like, yeah, we read about a book a week. And I was like, oh my God. So I kind of expected that, but it's like. This is real now. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, dude, it's insane. Oh, thankfully, like so, like next week, I've read most. Like I've read three of the four articles they're having us read in the past for Doctor Lopez. Yeah. So I feel like I'm. Oh, you've read them. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's so awesome. You're in the know, dude. That's cool. There's just there's it's kind of cool. There's just people from all sorts of backgrounds. Um, How did you get through this? Dude, it's it's hard. I had to. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of people breaking it down. Yeah, I've read a lot of um, like journal article reviews where people have like reviewed okay. and like summarized Leviathan. Right. Um, just to get understand what he's talking about because the first three chapters, yeah. don't even talk about like humans in general. It's all about how because he's he was obsessed with trying to make um, everything. He's trying to make like take uh, philosophy but mm-hmm. make it empirical mm-hmm. through it like through geometry and science so it dude it's really strange because he's talking about how matter like matter moves and how that yeah uh, it, it dude it's it's the it's, matter form and power of commonwealth ecclesiastical mm-hmm. and civil. but i mean it's it's it hmm. yeah it's um he was way ahead of his time yeah in terms of how he conceptualized you know, um, human behavior right and, um but yeah it's yeah dude it's been a lot of reading. that's crazy I mean, I can read. I just have to dedicate more time. You know, I haven't. I haven't been playing video games at all. I haven't even. Dude, neither have I. Yeah. So, and I'm not even in the program yet. So it's like, if I'm laying out here in the sun, I could be reading. You just gotta like. So Doctor Peabody, like, yeah, taught us how to read, like, for the college level, right? And okay. you don't you don't read word for word. Mm-hmm. You read the first page of every chapter mm-hmm. the last page of every chapter and then 
you read paragraphs throughout the chapter that you think are pertinent information to you what do you're that? trying to... Mm-hmm. You do that? Yeah, I don't read word for word. And it works? Yeah. I need to start fucking doing that because I read word for word. It's dude, That makes for a really... I tried to, I try to do that. Yeah. I'll do that for like the introductory chapter or if I'm doing that for like a like a journal scholarly journal article, yeah. I'll read like the first page and a half completely because uh-huh. that's usually like they're summarizing everything. Right. The nice thing about journal articles is that it's not since it's not a novel, like they're not hiding anything until right. the end. Like they're saying this is what we're arguing and this is this is our findings. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much get an entire. You can within the first page and a half, and then the the concluding paragraph mm-hmm. where they talk about counter arguments and stuff like that. You can pretty much get the entire gist of a of an author's argument mm-hmm. in like two pages. Damn, I'm gonna have to start doing that. I, I always just feel like I'm missing out, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, no, like, maybe there's something in there I didn't read or that will just be mind-blowing, so yeah. I read it for word for word. Yeah, usually, like, the stuff, like, in the meat of the of a particular chapter is just, unless it's, like, a novel, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's just how they got there. Right. So if you're if you're interested in, you know, the methodology. That makes sense. In, interested in the methodology. yeah. That's one thing, yeah. or anecdotal evidence. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just like, okay, what is the author saying, mm-hmm. and what do, what are the, what its implications are, mm-hmm. and you don't really need evidence to necessarily draw those conclusions. Right. Now, if, now if you need them to kind of hammer home, or you're mm-hmm, trying to look mm-hmm. for something specific, you're writing a paper, and you want to use, you know, evidence. Right. Um, then obviously you want to read that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I get away. I feel like I'm pretty confident. Just, yeah, yeah. Just doing that. That sounds awesome. It cuts your reading time down by like half. I'm gonna have to do that because there's, there's just no way you could. Uh, looking at my syllabus, there's just no way. Really? I, I would ever have time to hmm. do all of that okay. reading for two classes. Hummingbird. Sorry. <laughs> That's great to know. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. That's good advice. Okay. Because I remember she told me that, and I was like, that just seems like that's just not helpful. But why am I challenging yeah. Doctor Body? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, but okay, yeah, that's good to know. Just give it, a, give it a try. Yeah, I yeah. definitely will, um, especially for for that kind of stuff. Um, okay, that's good. Damn, that's a lot of reading, Jake. Mm-hmm. And you're taking hand notes the whole time. Oh yeah, no, and it's cool. Like they have um, all this interactive stuff you can do. Um, so they have. Uh, the professors all have like lectures pre-recorded with slides and stuff, so oh, um, okay. you can you can go and get their like you know their takes on on information and stuff like that. Is it extra information or like you have to sit through the lecture? They want you to sit through the lecture, okay? Because um, a lot of times, like, How so I have I have weekly quizzes in one class, mm-hmm. and um, the lecture like questions can include the lecture. Mm-hmm. So, readings, lecture, discussion. Okay, it's hmm. a lot. How many but are you taking? Two? Two. Okay. That's all I there's no way I could do more. How do you feel as far as time? Crunched, but Okay. Um it's stuff that I enjoy. Right. So it's not like it's I, I'm there's I've had so many aha moments just in the first week yeah. that it's it's dude, it's in, like it's almost intoxicating and I keep wanting to like go back. So okay, good, good, um good. but it it's it's going to be interesting dealing with with the people in my program, though, like the fellow students. Yeah, because they're all dumber than you. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's not not at all. There's well, a lot. You of, heard it here first. Jay, uh, a, Jake is smarter than everyone in his program. There's a lot of smart. There's a lot of smart people who are way more accomplished than than uh-huh. I am, just in their personal lives, mm-hmm. and like where they've gone, like career, tr- like on their career track mm-hmm. already at this point, like. There's a guy that works for the UN that is in my 
program. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Dude, you better be partners with that guy. It's just make connections, bro. Well, it's just it, it's just I'm, I'm like man like this is, these are the people because this here's when self my self doubt which yeah. has always been my biggest yeah. like um, hurdle a, a hurdle to get yeah. over with anything is I'm sitting there thinking like okay I'm paying like eighty grand for this mm-hmm. um, master's degree and I have like I know I'm smart enough to be here yeah, absolutely the, the people and I have to keep reminding myself that the smartest people that I know mm-hmm. wouldn't have vouched for me mm-hmm. to get me into this program and put their right. name put their names and reputations like. Uh, not on the line, but you know, using their time and effort yeah. and and their name to get me here. Mm-hmm. If they didn't believe in me, absolutely. So, but I have so I have to keep reminding myself of that. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, I'm thinking about this afterwards. These are the people that I'm going to be competing with for jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, who are they going to hire? The person who has the same GPA as me from the same program, who's already has experience mm-hmm. in these organizations. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just like. Do I even stand a chance? And that's that's where I'm really struggling. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what you could start doing is other than applying for another job. If I'm stuck out here, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's all I can do is keep trying to apply to get a better job. But would it help even if you did like local government? Well, I'm sure. Yeah. Anything at this yeah, point helps. Sure. What I'm doing right now has no benefit um, other than right, a paycheck. Right. right. For well, my future. Yeah, you should you should do that. You should look into different local government positions anything because you could make more by switching to a government position yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely dude look into that i'm gonna i'm gonna retake the foreign service officer test again next month so hopefully i don't uh hopefully i don't lock my keys in my truck before the test and have to like (laughs) run around like a madman people love that story Dude, that was such a bad. That was, that was so stressful. People love your. I was your, so sweaty yep. the time I got. Yep. I got to the take the test. Sweating over a test. Um, interesting fact. You saw Avengers, the first one. The very first Avengers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know the giant like things that come through the wormhole and uh-huh. they're swimming and yeah. tearing. It? Mm-hmm. Those are called leviathans. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't. I don't think they ever called it that in that movie. Yeah, it's Latin for sea monster. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. The word well, Leviathan. They kind of swim yeah. like that too. Cool. You got to see those movies, man. You got to catch up. I heard Endgame is really good. <sighs> yeah, it's freaking awesome. Um, everyone keeps talking about Game of Thrones. I don't watch that garbage. You you should. Okay, you can't say that if you haven't watched the freaking Marvel films. Well, you're saying that I need to catch up on. I'll make you a deal. Okay. I'll watch that garbage if you watch that garbage. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But you have so much you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. There's so much. And it's not, I don't watch it because I dislike it. I don't watch it because I got so far behind that trying to catch up would be, and I'm not the kind of person that would be like, oh, I'll just start from this point. Like, well, then you miss all this backstory and context. And I'm another person. I hate missing context. Mm -hmm. So. Me too. That's what I was saying about the reading. But I mean, that, that, you know, what's interesting about that is, uh, now that it's over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The phase, whatever three it is or whatever, the this this storyline of, of these first Avengers has kind of come to a crescendo, you know what I mean? It's it's like, okay, now now where are we starting this new phase of the Avengers? Um, so now you're like, okay, there's an end point, there's an end game, mm-hmm. so I can start and know that there's a conclusion. There's at least a marker that I can hit, so that any point after this... I can worry about that later. Yeah. And it's kind of like I've told people, they're like, you don't watch Game of Thrones? I'm like, no. And they're like, dude, it's so great. And I was like, I'll watch it when it's over. 
<laughs> and then I'm going to post online like I'm watching it like fresh. I'm like, oh, my God, can you believe so-and-so died? People would be like, dude, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Pretty much. But I'll do it. But the my critique is the writer, like since the writers have have surpassed the the writers of the show have surpassed right. where the books are the the writing for the show has gone significantly down really and it's almost become disney-fied in mm. a way you know how like star wars has become disney-fied it's like they're just doing fan service mm-hmm. like oh look remember this oh look here's that yeah, yeah. that totally and you. like and there's plot armor on everybody what's that where they nobody like none of the main characters will die because Oh, plot armor! Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. I've I heard that term recently, and okay. I've been using it a lot. Yeah, but that's interesting. It's uh, it or, or it's just like there's situations that main characters get into that there's no way they could get out, and then right at the last second, something comes in and saves them, and that uh, just constantly keeps happening. I hate that. There was a there was a big battle recently in Game of Thrones, uh-huh. and everybody thought like, okay, well, because Game of Thrones has conditioned its viewers like anybody everybody can die, dies, anybody yeah. can die at any time, like unexpectedly well there's this, this massive like battle that they've been building to since season one happens in this final season and you're just expecting all of these major characters to just die die and then it's i, I not no won't get into spoilers mm-hmm. but it's just like man it's they've definitely lost their ability to um i don't know their ability to uh to make risky moves oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's because it's the end, and they don't want people to be pissed off, and they're going to do, like, spinoff shows. They are going to do spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I just, I think they're they're playing it safe. Yeah. They're not trusting their audience. I don't think they're, they're not trusting their audience. It's like, sometimes with movies even, like, and, and yes, obviously TV shows, but it's like, yeah, I like what you're saying as far as they don't trust their audience or like our audience isn't smart enough to to handle this or, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like sometimes when shows shows played played down the viewer's intelligence and you're like, dude, like you don't have to do all that extra stuff. Like I, I get what you're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that happens though anytime like something becomes way more popular because when Game of Thrones was was at its best, right. it wasn't this popular. Right. It was not like this just become almost like a cultural absolute like, phenomenon. Freaking viewing nights where people dress up and stuff. Well, that in every single um, publication, even like the Washington Post and the Atlantic now have Game of Thrones like recaps or like prediction articles and stuff like that. Really? Like, like these are like your wow. these are like America's like top like political news sources and yeah. they're, they're like they see and there's so many podcasts out there just specifically for game of thrones you go on youtube there's all these dudes that break down and make all these predictions and they bring in book material and it's just it's it's absolutely it's absolutely insane <laughs> and uh but at the beginning you know this was this all started of as a fantasy epic from a book right from books and it it translated to that onto HBO perfectly because HBO doesn't have time restrictions. It doesn't have content restrictions. It's basically right. you create what you want. It, very, very loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that the game gained more and more popularity, I think that they're pandering more. They stopped pandering to the, the hardcore like sci-fi or like fantasy fan who used to watch it mm-hmm. and expects main characters to die who expects um a deeper story plot right um now to where it's pandering to the casual fan who tunes in on sundays watches Mm -hmm. it doesn't really know the characters but just wants to see a spectacle right and then so they can talk about it around the water cooler at work the next Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. i think that's 
you can you can see that in the writing okay. of, the, of the show right now. But great, it's I still can't the wait to watch it. It's st- <laughs> it's still the best thing. The the thing is, is I'm saying all of this as a critique, but it's still yes. the best thing on TV right now, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So it, it it's still worth watching. It's still like, Matt and Matt Reeves and I. He comes over and watches it on Sunday. He oh, came you guys over are still doing that? Well, we didn't last week, but this week he came oh, over. Oh, good though. Yeah, um, it's continuing. That's cool. And uh, he. We, and we just sat around like for like an hour before Kylie got home from work, just talking about what you know what's going to happen in the show. So I mean, it's just like it still draws, <laughs> still draws me in, in in a way that no other show that's you know, good has besides you know How I Met Your Mother, right? And right. even even that, like it's not like the stakes weren't ever as high in How I Met Your Mother as they are in Game yeah, of Thrones. Right? But. Was he ever going to meet their mother? Well, you knew eventually he was going to, <laughs> but we've talked about that show at length and yeah. i know you and i differ on that ending, on ending. but yeah yep. 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 yep yep um crap oh um so i haven't finished it yet i got maybe 15 minutes left 10 minutes left ah yes, yes. my favorite documentary yes the unknown known yes with donald rumsfeld when i text you why did i not watch this sooner mm-hmm. i was 10 minutes in captivating yeah but i need to know what why you like it why is it your favorite listen to the birds <laughs> <laughs> i can hear them i know um it's probably my favorite because why did you suggest it i suggested it because i think it it gives a narrative to something I think many people have had their minds made up about mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it, it, it offers a different, a different perspective mm-hmm. on the decisions that were made to go into Iraq. Right. Um, the, the political reality of the time, I think we all kind of, I'm not going to say conveniently because then that, that shows like there was a, there's a motive behind, you know, forgetting about what the political reality was in the country at the time in 2003. Right. Um, and I do believe that America fundamentally changed fundamentally changed how it sees the world after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become much more much more fearful. For sure, our, our culture has become much more fearful, much more isolated, mm-hmm. um, uh, and much less trusting of right. the rest of the world. And I think Donald Rumsfeld perfectly brings that up. Mm-hmm. I think when he says, "Like I didn't want to be," the, he's like, "When I took this job, I didn't want to be the guy, like the Department of Defense secretary at." in um when pearl harbor was attacked not knowing yes, yeah. and he's like and that ended up being me mm-hmm. um and i i do th- i do think that that had a lot to do with um had a lot to do with the decision making and i i think it brings a really individualistic and a humanistic um a look at one of the key decision makers of of an of event that is still having political political and um political ramifications in cultural ramifications, even today, like I still think, I mean, we're still in Iraq, right? Right, and and just being able to see the the decisions that, kind of the psych the psychology behind this man who was who has been vilified and and many times rightfully so mm-hmm. for his decisions. Um, but I do think it it adds a 
a, a good look. I think it, it offers just a different perspective to looking right. at it. So just so people know, you know, the a synopsis that I have here are, is uh, former United States Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld discusses his career in Washington, D.C. from his days as a congressman in the early 1960s to planning the invasion of Iraq in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just the interviewer and Rumsfeld. Yeah, and the interviewer holds his feet to the fire quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, and he, does. he does a really good job of making Rumsfeld answer questions mm-hmm. and making him clarify when Rumsfeld, I think, was trying to be purposefully um, vague. vague. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, you can see it. And there's and he thinks very long and hard about his response to some of those questions. Mm-hmm. Rumsfeld does. Um, one thing that I thought was so interesting, I was so interested in this part or just this this piece of his personality. First of all, the memo man. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. How, I don't even remember the number of mem- memorandums he sent out. Yeah. Thousands maybe, mm-hmm. um, which they discuss early in the film, which is interesting. But just his, um, his fascination or his interest in language and defining terms and there's a whole like f- two to three minute maybe five minute section where he's talking about him him wanting the definition of certain words and eliminating words from the vernacular used around the white house to change him from one word to another and i just thought that was so interesting mm-hmm. what an interesting approach but also you know i just love to think about or speculate maybe on the 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 motives behind that changing yeah. the the word use and and let's not use this word anymore let's use this word or maybe if we're going to use this word let's look further into the definitions and you know what i mean it's yeah. we- it was weird well the the bush administration um i i, I read a um actually I, I didn't read it i watched it mm-hmm. an interview with al gore on msnbc and mm-hmm. he said like you know, I was I'm smarter in in a roundabout way, saying he was he's smarter than George W. Bush, uh-huh. and there was no reason why he, he's like there there shouldn't have been a reason why I lost in 2000 to George mm-hmm. W. Bush, but the reason why I did is because George W. Bush was able to and his advisors were able to show a vision with, with their their language was able to show a vision, mm-hmm. not worrying about specifics. Right, show a vision for the country, and mm-hmm. um, then he cited uh, some some scholarly journal and study that shows that people, even if they don't agree with the vision, are more likely to side with somebody who's able to project a vision mm-hmm. than person than a person who is like just able to talk like more of a wonk, like Holy uh, crap. like um, Al Gore is. And so, I mean, he's saying like that was like the sort, and he's like, I never even thought to try to paint a vision mm-hmm. for the country. I was just more injured. I thought the voters cared more about me being able to get into the nitty gritty, um, poly, you know, stuff about policy. Right. So it's interesting. You have a guy like um, Rumsfeld in the, in the early part of the Bush administration who is uh, so concerned about language and mm-hmm. narrative. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and then you got Karl Rove, who mm-hmm. was another uh, major player in the British Bush administration and his spinning of, and he was, he was paramount in the reelection campaign about, um, creating you know different narratives and stuff about uh and using various precise language to attack john Kerry. so I right th- i think right. it is um and those hmm. guys and those guys all cut their teeth under the nixon administration yeah yeah which is interesting yeah it is interesting. and same with cheney like they were yeah. all there in the early parts of the cheney of the nixon of the later parts of the nixon administration yeah and, um 
all marginalized by Nixon because mm-hmm. Kissinger did not like um, Kissinger, man. Did not like uh, <laughs> uh, Rumsfeld at yeah, all. Yeah, but it was, it was an interesting a point. A, it, interesting a, in terms of like politically, because you know, obviously, civilian control of the military, but the usually the defense secretary is somebody who has military experience mm-hmm. and you have Donald Rumsfeld who is a civilian he's never been in the military he's really never in the military at least not in a i don't remember was he did he, he ever like serve in navy or something okay but he was never a you know he was never like a general or right, anything like that right. so it's interesting what this the civil uh military relationship was under Rumsfeld and how it would have been different if you had somebody like Colin Powell mm-hmm. in there from the beginning. It was interesting, like, just these memorandums, you know, kind of dickish, some of the ones, ones he was sending. Like, there was one to Condoleezza Rice about chain of command mm-hmm. <laughs> where he was like, uh, I don't know, I don't remember the specifics, but it wasn't kind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I agree with what you're saying as far as, like, maybe new insight or new perspectives on that time. Yeah. He wanted to fundamentally change the U.S. military. Mm -hmm. Like, he wanted to create... He wanted to make it leaner. He wanted to make it faster Mm -hmm. um, and completely change... um, how the the structure of, of the U.S. military. Right. And... Events definitely, I think, changed um, changed that over time. Yeah, but. I think about that sometimes. You know, when I look back on either documentaries or mostly documentaries, but or or any readings actually that I'm doing, um, but specifically with this case, you know, talking about this vision of the future and this, you know, these ideals that you have of what your administration is going to be, and then just imagining, like, just think about it for a second just this idea of uh attack on u.s soil on the magnitude of 9-11 mm-hmm. and now that changes the entire trajectory of your presidency yeah. or your administration or the country or the culture or yeah. everything yeah completely like you know we all have the experience of 9-11 we all have memories of 9-11 but just imagine being in charge mm-hmm. and then having this happen. Yeah. And now, now what do you do? And like Rumsfeld says is, you know, the unknown known, there are th- things that we don't, what is it? It's things we thought we knew, but it turns out we did not. Right, 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 right. And there's things that we don't know that we don't know. Yeah. The, the unknown, unknown, known. unknown, the unknown, unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And then the known known things we know we know, mm-hmm. uh, which like you know it's funny or because the, no, the known unknown, which is things that we we know we don't know exactly yeah. yeah. So um, what's what's interesting about that is you, you at the time or even even when looking at the um, or listening to some of the press, you know it seems like when he's saying that, it, I I see how it could become it come off as like you're just dancing in circles with your words, but if you think about it, it does resonate mm-hmm. like there are things that you know you don't know and i think that's what his biggest concern was yeah um and like you said he didn't want to be the person in charge during an attack like pearl harbor which he was with 9 11 mm-hmm. the unknown the known unknown so yeah well and, and then he getting into the un like the unknown known about iraq right is that there's things that he thought he knew about Saddam Hussein and right. capabilities and Saddam made it 
look like he he did all he could to he was Saddam gambled mm-hmm. and said like I don't want to appear weak right. to the Middle East because the neighboring Iran they mm-hmm. there's a lot of history of conflict there all right just both politically and religiously you know um, and they're both both predominantly uh, Shia Muslim. Uh, populations mm-hmm. but iraq was controlled under the saddam hussein the saddam hussein regime by a sunni mm-hmm. which creates a lot of political um upheaval right. and just tension between the ayatollah and uh, the iranian government and the iraqi government so saddam did not want to appear weak like he was placating to the united states once again after mm-hmm. they had already beat him up in the early 90s right and he did a lot he he made it seem as if he had capabilities that he did not Right. And America had confirmation bias. We, right. After 9-11, the, the reality was is that we were seeing ghosts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere there was a po- everywhere, every under a rock, there was a possible a- another attack. Right. And I think that confirmation bias, there were, there were people in the administration, i.e. Cole and Powell, mm-hmm. who had massive reservations about um, the United States going into Iraq and pointed towards holes in the investigations that they were conducting, but the wheels had already began to turn. And right. by the time on the eve of the, of the, um, on the eve of the, uh, invasion of Iraq in 2003, Colin Powell had spoke his piece and he's like, well, all I can do now is to try to guide it in the right direction as, as best possible. So right. then even at the end he was in line. So, yeah. um, yeah, it just it it, it offer. It's not like this. Oh, we went in for oil, right? And like just these really, I guess, just bumper sticker quotes that try to sum up a Bush, mm. the Bush administration's yeah. Yeah, de- yeah. decision to go into Iran. And it just I like this because it it offers somewhat. It it shows the layers of complexity that existed. I'm so glad you said that. That's exactly the words I was thinking. It's far more complex than, well, we just need to go and uh, invade. Mm-hmm. It's like no, Im- again, like imagine being in charge after nine eleven, and then, uh, like you said, seeing ghosts everywhere, or um, you're getting information from the CIA telling you, yeah, it looks like they might have weapons of mass destruction, and you have a uh, the leader of the country you're you're trying to coerce into um, play ca- into going along with your demands, making it seem like he has what you are looking for, right? The evidence was, you can look back and the evidence was there that it's like, oh man, like we should have seen that. But given the time and the will, the, the, the will of, this is one of the things about democracies is democracies are slow to go to war, but when they go to war mm-hmm. and there's the hunger for it, it's almost impossible to stop. That's what I was thinking when you were talking about mm-hmm. that. It's kind of crazy how like they were saying like, well, it's already started, so it's hard to just stop now. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. It's, there's a reason why democracies don't fight each other, right? But there's also when in demo- when democracies choose to go to war, mm-hmm. democracies have never actually fought each other in the history of human in the history of human in history of humanity and mm-hmm. of human society. There's never been a democracy that's fought another democracy. Mm-hmm. So when democracy, but when democracies go to war, they go to war totally. Right. Because it's a, it's a it's not only is it a king deciding to go to war, right, or it's a dictatorship deciding to go to right, war. Right. There has to be buy-in from the population. Yes. And so there's a whole lot more psychological components mm-hmm. and societal components towards a whole nation collectively deciding that's our enemy. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fought 
on a completely different level right, um, right. than than would than you would see back in the days of like early monarchies and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. well i thought it was great um like i said i have like 10 more minutes um i think they were just getting into his resignation mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean if you guys are interested i think that's something you guys should check out and they put it back on netflix which is good because yes, it, it, it they took it off for a while that's why i was like wait I'm pretty sure this is a documentary Jake was telling me about. So then I started it, got 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, Jake, I'm loving it. It's really good. Yeah, it's super good. So check it out. It's good. Um, do you have anything? I mean, there's always stuff to talk about. All right, about let me get to one thing real quick. Okay. Okay. Uh, another listener reached out to me. <laughs> Fan favorite. <laughs> listener favorite. Host favorite. Dr. Donna Sinclair. Oh. She said uh, she listened to us talk about the Mueller report. Mm-hmm. And uh, look at that hawk, dude. Right over there. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It's massive, dude. That's a big hawk. That's a big-ass bird flying around. Huh. going to come and eat. Oh, where's my dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, Got to watch the bird so big. Got to watch out for that horse over there. Yeah, that's a big-ass bird, dude. Wow. Anyways, Sorry. <laughs> This, I told you I was going to get distracted. These <laughs> fucking birds. There he is. There he is. Oh, okay. man. Cool. That's a, there's a lot more hawk species in this area than I thought there was. Like yeah. that's, that's not a red tail. I don't know what that is, but that's a big fucking bird, dude. Hmm. It's beautiful. That might be a red hawk. That might be a red tail. Actually, yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know enough. Yeah, anyway. got to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's got like Cooper's hawks that are really prevalent around here. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Look at it. Oh, I want to see it land. <laughs> that almost looks like an osprey. Really? Yeah. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were those other birds flying at it, trying to get it out mm-hmm. of here? Like, yeah. The they probably have a. They probably have a nest up there, and he's bothering oh. it. Yeah. There's uh, down here by the the horses. There's a a nest. I can hear the the hatchlings, mm-hmm. like the fresh new hatchlings going. I'm like, there's a fucking nest in there, dude. I love birds, man. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Donna. Yeah. Said Donna. So she um, messaged me and said she listened to that episode, and I'm sure you saw, but they put it up on Audible. I did see that. Yeah. So that, um, that'd be a lot better way to consume it than try to slog through 400 pages of legal yeah. of legal uh, um, jargon. She said she's been listening to it. Um, really? And she was like, you know, I think that um, I. I think that, you know, all these people on the news and stuff, they're all talking about it or making, con- drawing conclusions or whatever. Um, I think if you're going to be doing those things, you need to read at least some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, I think she tried to share it as a book. And sometimes when you share a book, if you haven't received a shared book before, you can get it for free. Mm. I think she tried to share it to me, but I've already received a shared book. Oh, okay. Wasted it on fucking Ready Player One. Fucking <laughs> Dimitri sent it to me like when I first met him. <laughs> uh, wasn't a waste. It's actually a good book. The movie's terrible. Um, movie, it's not great. It's not good. Anyway, so um, she was saying uh, that we should read it. So I told her, you know, we're, we'll probably talk about Unknown Known um, this week. But, um, I mean, you're already reading a shit ton. A book a week. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, if, if uh, you know, I'm down. I want to get it. It's on my list of audible books to get mm-hmm. so um I, th- I think she's right i think there's the point um especially if it's if it's in that it's so easy to consume in in auditory form just play it in your car or mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you're gonna 
if you want to, if you're going to, I don't know, everyone's so politically driven today, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you're going to fucking say something on something, go straight to the source. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, like we talked about, I don't want to get too into it, but everybody's interpreting it and saying it is this or it isn't this or, or whatever the fuck. Just go read it or listen to it. It's there. Yeah. You don't have to take another person's word for it. Maybe instead of fucking... Wasn't that the point you and I were kind of making, though, too, when we t- we've talked about it on multiple occasions? It was just like we let the, the media... Yeah, that's what we were yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that because I think there's a lot to learn from that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just like, yeah, don't let the media dictate your own fucking thoughts. But also, maybe just uh, maybe just DVR The Bachelorette and fucking <laughs> read the Mueller report. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about... Um, yeah, we were talking about the, the future of our democracy. Yeah. The rule of law in this country. Yeah. But. Well, but I want to know who fucking Joe Schmo chooses on The <laughs> Bachelor. <laughs> it's pretty sad, the state of our collective attention span or mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. our society values. I think that's one thing that'll be interesting to get into, and I hope and assume we're going to get into that with, or I'll get into that, sorry, with the master's program oh. in communication. Yeah. As far as, like, looking at consumer, that's one of the classes, um, next year mm. is uh consumer behavior and and, in, and i'm assuming we're going to address attention span and it's it's going to be fun doing this medium doing a podcast you yeah. know what i mean and and going through this and learning new things about communications mm-hmm. um but i mean everyone's dumb <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i i know i know it's a lot to juggle and i know it's hard to like like i said i've I've kind of been checked out of the news lately, mm-hmm. which is not good. It's not good to do that, especially when I know better. Um, but sometimes it's just a lot. And if you do unplug and you do sit out here in this fucking property and just bird watch for a minute, the last thing you really want to care about is what Donald Trump tweeted or who he called fat and ugly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's It's easy to disconnect from it, but... Like you're saying, there are some elements of this that are are dictating the future of our fucking democracy and country. So yeah, no, it it yeah. I just wish. Oh, I wish there was a quick fix to this, but there's just not. I just hope it doesn't get worse. Yeah, I don't. It's so weird, man. Just. The differences and like there's just no there's, we can't even agree on observable like facts anymore. Yeah. We just there's no there's two different realities about this report. Right. And I almost wonder if Mueller realized that. And that's why he didn't really give as far as I know, I haven't like read it, right. but as far as I can tell, like didn't really give too much of an opinion. And it's just because he's like dude, no matter what I say each side is going to take from it what they want. Do you think that was an understanding of of the climate today? I think it was. I think he realized. Mm-hmm. I think he realized that. Maybe I don't know. Just, yeah. just me hypothesizing. Right, right, right. It just. I think he realized that trying to indict a sitting president, regardless of the facts against him, is right. going to be incredibly difficult. Right. And it's going to marginalize a major portion of the society. And there's going to be a whole portion of the society who, or no matter what he said, no was, what. was never going to, um, was never going to, uh, allow it to happen. And I almost wonder if he understood institutionally right. with the appointment of Barr that his words were going to be, um, 
misconstrued right pur- or purposefully um changed manipulated manipulated yeah hmm i don't know yeah I have the utmost respect for the way that we could not have asked for a of all of the crap that is wrong with our polit with our political system right now. Um, you have to sit back and admire when a civil servant like Robert Mueller and yeah. his team were able to accomplish. Right, but Am- amidst all of this, everybody wanting leaks, everybody saying yeah. what it is like they were doing and trying to fill in the gaps mm-hmm. and he was able to just keep it all insulated, keep it all in house and do the best job that he possibly could. Right. But undermine, but your president is undermining your entire justice department until the report proves, doesn't prove, but until essentially like he's saying it proves I'm innocent. It came out that where it came out <laughs> enough where he could just, he could, I mean, he doesn't need justification right. for it. And he, but where he could, it was enough. There was enough ambiguity there that yeah. he could be like, ah, see, and he could spin it in any way he right, wanted. As right. soon as that that came out available, like as soon as he was able to do that, I think he was going to do that regardless. But it's much more effective now. Right, right. But now the Justice Department, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh boy. Well, now he's you know now he's blocking. Now he's you know calling executive. He's using his executive privileges to to block. Um, the unredacted report from coming out and, you know, he's mm. using Steve Mnuchin to block yeah, yeah. his, his, uh, treasury secretary to block the release of his taxes. Um, his found his, uh, his companies are suing Deutsche bank and capital one mm-hmm. to keep them from re- like, uh, from turning over his financial statements as oh, part of like Jesus. congressional subpoenas, uh, bar not showing up to, yeah, yeah. um, to a house, uh, committee, uh, meeting mm-hmm. for an interview. Uh, other lower other you know slightly lower than cabinet level officials who have been subpoenaed are mm-hmm. not showing up wow I mean, congress regardless of whether you think that is super frivolous mm-hmm. it is congress's uh, it is congress's right right to subpoena you have the obligation the legal obligation to show up mm-hmm. and whatever capacity you decide to be there you have to be there they have to be there. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, otherwise they'd be held in contempt. But then, but then you see, you now you see how so much of our the the con, the Constitution is just is is it's a short document, right? It could, it's it is the framework. But you see how important norms are, right? 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 Because that's ultimately, what I keep thinking about. Ultimately, Congress has no enforcement capability. Yeah, that's terrible. So when the executive branch gives a huge F you to the Congress and basically says, when you get an enforcing arm, then you can come rip us out of here right. and make us make us come testify. That's insane. And they, can, and you, they can't, right? They right. just can't. So it's the same It's the same thing that when uh, uh, President Jackson back in like 1830, whatever, when he was removing the Cherokee and mm-hmm. jo- uh, uh, John Marshall, the, the um, Supreme Court, ju- uh, the Supreme Court, Chief Justice at the time said, like, you know, we're going to uphold the contract that the United States signed with the Cherokee. And then Jackson said, nope, I'm removing them anyway. And basically told John Marshall, when you get, when, um, when the Supreme Court gets a, what gets an army, he can come, they can come talk. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's such a, such a straight parallel between right, right, how this, how right. this, uh, administration is, is dealing with the rule of law and checks and balances. I mean, it's not the first time we've had presidents, you know, try to, uh, circumvent right different uh, checks and balances, but 
Hmm. It's happening now. I'm wondering if maybe the solution is then citizens. That's just going to come down to a vote. Yeah. At this point, that's the only that's the only real hard check left. But then he goes and retweets something the other day about um, how he deserves two more years. Already setting up the the narrative that he he des- even though if he loses election he deserves two more years because he lost his first two years due to the uh, you know collusion delusion. Are you serious? Yeah, he tweeted that. You know yeah, how much shit you've done in two years? He's done yeah. a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need two more, dude. But well, he just thinks that without, without even like an elect, just just uh, abstaining the election, like yeah, postponing the election for two years because he deserves two years because he lost two years. Well, what about that's dangerous thinking. But he's he. Jerry Falwell Jr., who's like this, like one of those TV evangelists, yeah, yeah. was the one that tweeted that, and then Trump <gasps> retweeted it. Yeah. So he's already got his. He's already got the. Uh, he's already got the base feeling like he deserves two more years. Right. So we'll just suspend a lot. Well, Trump- just in what fucking world? Can you call yourself an like? You yeah. They're the ones that want to dictate what is American, right? To call in people like Colin Kaepernick and and libtards and, but you're. You're tweeting something about we're just going to suspend elections? Yeah, that's American. I saw a Facebook uh, profile just looking through, clicking on random profiles and comment sections. People are listing their jobs as pissing off libtards. Seriously? Yeah. Boy. Yeah. It's a hell of a world we live in. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, it's nasty. And, you know, the reason those people are tweeting things like that is because trump's doing the lord's work they believe it (laughs) they truly believe that i know he's chosen to be here is uh, do they believe it or is it a means to an end it could be both yeah i think the i think the the like the lay the layman's Mm -hmm. like the the lay like the people who are just like the The followers the the plebes (laughs) the people who i think i think the the general congregation yeah are highly man- manipulative, For like sure. manipulative. Fucking. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the blah, 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 uh, are highly. They're they're easily manipulated. Yeah, but I th- I do think the people in control, the Falwells, the these yeah, yeah. televangelist people, the um, I think that I think this is a this is a means to an end. I right, think right. they may believe that in some roundabout way they can twist logic and try to convince themselves that. Um, there's some channel for God and therefore like all, everything that they're doing is for the really greater like good, the yeah. greater good. But it's more for personal. I, I do believe that on, for most of them it is for personal gain because they know if they can attach their message to the popular, like the right, the right. popular movements of the time, yeah. it's just going to only enhance their viewership. Huh? That's a good point. Yeah. It's crazy. Watching that dude, try to like wear that mask that religion religious mask mm-hmm. trump yeah it's cringeworthy dude it's so bad it's People so f- hard for me to watch it's like that kid handing him the bible and he signed it <laughs> like that's amazing like he signed donald trump signed a bible yeah for a kid yeah that's awesome if i would have known it was on ebay i would outbid everyone what for a power move yeah. Just basically saying like I'm gonna put my name on the Lord's <laughs> like on the Lord's word. Don't worry, God, I'll take this one. 
<laughs> wow, dude. Just the narcissism of dude, that. To sign a Bible? Weird. That's some balls, dude. And I don't know how people don't just like jaw drop. You know what I mean? How could you not see it? Like, wow, that that is so sacrilegious. I, right. That makes me question everything else about his supposed religious beliefs. Right. And if he's willing to sign a Bible, it's like what, what else? What else is he willing to do? That's what I'm saying. There was zero hesitation from anybody. Nope. They thought it was awesome. <laughs> he loves the Bible. They sold it on. He loves eBay. it so much that he signed it. What? Well, yeah, did anybody question him about it or? Nothing? I mean, there was the uh, the look at this. Everybody cringed. Right, right. And then we moved on. Yeah, that's how it works today. Um, Well, Jake, we've been keeping these short, but I want to end on one thing. Okay. I would like you to tell me. <laughs> I just got a text from another listener. Okay. This is the GIF. It's Zach Galifianakis looking at all like these mathematical equations. It's for mm-hmm. a scene from the from the Hangover. From the yeah. Hangover when he's trying to do the card reading. Yeah, and I think it's making it's kind of making a play at that movie Twenty One that came out. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Where he's doing all these equations mm-hmm. and figure out he's counting cards. And uh, CJ said, "When you audible Animal Farm." <laughs> 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 Too good. How do you start a? Has CJ started listening to Animal Farm then? I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to ask him. He needs to come on then and talk about Animal Farm. We just need to have him on. We need to lock it down. Uh, We have our date set for the next month, I think, for Mm -hmm. recording. So we're going to have to just say, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, We have a weekend recording, don't we? Maybe we don't. No, we don't. I think we have a Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Um, We we can do a weekend. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're off weekends, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Yeah. Okay, so the one thing I kind of want to end on, if you're cool, mm-hmm. unless you want to get into some... No, news. I mean, there's, I mean, I could go all day about different foreign <laughs> policy stuff, but I'm not going to bore our okay, listeners with I that. Okay, I want you to tell me about your weekend. Oh, at the beach. Yeah. yeah. I just saw your water bottle, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, so Tucker's been to the beach twice, so this was his third trip, but this was this was Baby Bo's first... Uh, Puppy Bo's first... Um, uh, trip to the beach mm-hmm. and he flipped when he first saw the water really he was so happy and uh he was just him and tucker were just running around and jumping around and dude they were having so much fun where'd you go uh cannon cannon, cannon beach, beach. Okay. yeah we stayed at the hallmark inn which is right like in front of haystack rock mm-hmm. and we got a super discounted rate through pdx goldens which was the they got a discounted rate mm-hmm because they had, there was like 30 people that came and stayed there with their dogs because it's super dog wow. friendly. So they gave like the whole, if you're part of PDX Goldens and you're coming there for That's the, why for the you beat, up, yeah. beat me up, beach meet up. Beat um, me up? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I am just, yeah, you're I'm on one today. today. Dude. Struggle you're reading bu- too much. Struggle bussing. Beat me up. Beat me up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Beach we're ready to go. Meet up. Beach meet up. Beach, um, beach meet up. So there was there was like cool beans. There was a couple hundred. There's about at least a couple hundred goldens there. You guys um, are so funny, dude. And our dogs don't play or starting to not particularly play well with others. Yeah. Tucker is. Be- I thought he was a dog's dog. He used to be, and now he's just everything is about his ball. Oh, he just yeah, he, did loved, say that. he loves his ball, and that's the only thing he cares about. He just yeah. wanted me to. 
he he didn't get aggressive or anything, uh-huh. but he just like only cares about me throwing the ball for his chuck it. He'll mm-hmm. just come up and he'll nudge the chuck it with his nose, and he'll just want me to constantly just start like never stop throwing the ball. Wow. And Bo gets. Bo was never socialized particularly well when he was a puppy. He was right. he was rehomed, and we got him at five months, and he didn't have any interaction with other dogs right. until until we had gotten him. So until we had got him, so he he gets kind of stressed out in those yeah. situations, and he's not aggressive. He just he doesn't play. He doesn't really know how to play, and it's yeah. kind of sad to see. But him and Tucker get along; and they play right, right. Um, but watching those two, we spent so much time on the beach uh, with with them. And it was. It, it looked was, like the weather it, got great. It was fantastic. It was yeah. really gray the uh, Friday. I saw that, and then Saturday was was gorgeous. Woo! But yeah, it was fun. There's a lot of like goldens there that are kind of like Instagram famous. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's kind of cool like seeing them. You're almost like, oh my god, it's a celebrity. But it's oh just my a, god, it's just, a, it's, just a, it's oh it's, it's you know it's Scout the Golden or it's wow. like it's Cameron the Golden and yeah. But then people were coming up to us and like, oh, is that Tucker and Bo? We follow you guys on Instagram. No way, Swear, dude. Did you say yeah? I have a podcast. <laughs> say what you mean. <laughs> I do. I did plug us though on my first uh, my first class and our my new okay. my professor said she's gonna listen. Uh oh. So. Episode one? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. She said she's a podcast junkie, so oh, we'll, so we'll see. Told listen to Knuckles. You always, you always get a, you always get upset at me when I say like, oh, skip the first couple episodes. No, 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 I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. I mean, we're well, this is forty three. Yeah. Forty three. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to choose from, and there's some, there's some. I'm sure she probably won't go back to number one. Yeah, there's some gold bars in there. Mm-hmm. You got to find them though. Um, I love, uh, you guys are so silly. Yeah. It's pretty much, that's our only social life now is our dogs. I know. You don't even fucking text me back. I text you back. (laughs) I responded to everything. 1300 followers on Instagram. For Tucker and Bo? Yes. Yeah. Did you see my, so. Just take a picture with him with headphones on. So I have this thing. Listening to dad's awesome show, say what you mean. So that's a good point. I know. <laughs> All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, I just have never figured out a way to and like do not make it look like I'm like a sh- like shameless plugging. But that that's that's a cute way to do it. I know. So I'll do it. God okay, I'll do that now. Dang it. Um, yeah. That's, Getting that's, my that's, learn a, on. that's an untapped resource. Yes. For listeners. Anyway, because so you were telling me Kylie was running it, and I was like, I can't believe she hates us. I mean, I knew she hated us, but <laughs> <laughs> no, she li- she listens. Like she she texted me the other day. She's like, "Oh, I was driving home and I was listening to your podcast." So. But she only listens because I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't like me. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, like I have this thing where I I constantly sing songs about my dogs. So like just freestyle. Well, no. So like I'll take a like a like a popular song okay. and then I'll just like substitute Tucker and Bo's names in okay. for the subject. Yeah. So. I don't know if you saw like on my Instagram story, the like, country song. No, the okay. the small boat on the ocean. I don't um, know, like the fight, the song fight song. Like, I don't know. This is like my fight song. Take this back my is life. My fight song. That one. Yeah. yeah. So the the whole the the, the the song starts out just a small boat on the ocean uh-huh. making big waves. Yeah. Uh, sending big waves into motion. Uh-huh. So I've been singing nonstop uh, the entire time at the beach. Instead of a small boat on the ocean, it's a small bow mm-hmm. on the ocean. So I was taking all of these pictures and like that's you know with him with the ocean because uh-huh. he's a small bow and he's on the ocean. Yeah, he's sending big waves. Yeah. So I I was really Didn't you pr- say that in uh, one of the subtitles. Yeah. I think? Well, yeah. yeah I, oh my. On uh, yeah, just a small bow on the ocean. So that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> Super lame. See, look how clever that is. How could you not think to put the headphones on his head? No, I don't. I hate this show. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love those dogs. I love watching them. Uh, you know what's so funny about Tucker? Don't be offended by this. Um, <laughs> I won't. I look at him, and he's a sweet, handsome dog. But, like, then there's that picture where he's, like, looking down and mm-hmm. his face is all squished. He can look like the ugliest dog. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's, like, he's cute. But then it's, like, with that picture, I'm just, like, oh, God, what is it? Yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting is. I know which one, I know what picture you're yeah, talking about. I'm funny. not sure why Kylie posted that one. I like that one. You do? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, like, and it's different. Mm-hmm. You got to show the the true, the, the realness of parenthood. <laughs> Tucker's freaking majestic, dude. Is he? Mm-hmm. Bo's my boy. Bo, I, I am so in love with that dog. I could look at that dog all day long. Bo is, yeah. I had him at the dog park last night for a couple hours, and they've gotten really good at just hanging around me yeah. the entire time. So I just sat on a bench and did some reading, and then yeah. they just kind of hung around me, which was nice. I like his. I think I just like his coloring. Mm-hmm. I like the lighter, the lighter. Yeah, for, I get that. Yeah. There's like those really like the English cream cream goldens. Yeah, Have yeah, you yeah. Seen those? Like yeah. they're almost white. Uh, oh, my you, sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. I told, you told you. me about that. Yeah, yeah, she her mom had um, puppies mm. that she was selling. Um, uh, Clay is getting a dog. Mm-hmm. He's moving to Seattle and he he's getting a dog. It's a uh, crap. What is it? It's um, it's a a poodle lab. It might be a labradoodle. I don't think so though. It's something and a poodle. Oh, it's a uh, some sheep dog and a poodle. Hmm. So it's okay. like got really short, curly, black and white hair. Um, it's a cute little puppy. Okay. But one thing I hate about dog names, I can't stand pet names that end in I-E or Y. I get that. I hate it. Jake. Mm-hmm. I hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. And they were like, uh, Jen was like. Is this going to be Clay and Taryn's dog? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're like, hey, uh, Jen's like, hey, Clay and Taryn are getting a dog. And I was like, oh, cool. She's like, you're going to hate the name. And I'm like, does it end with an E? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, what is it? It's like Boomy or something like that. And I'm like, that is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's like black. Congratulations, Taryn and uh, Clay, on graduating. <laughs> Your dog's name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb. It's like uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, m- growing up, my dog's name was Mickey, which ends in the mm-hmm. ey. But it's not like I don't know. There's other ie names. You know, when when people use a name, yeah, like a descriptive name mm-hmm. for, you know, like I don't know. I can't even. The only one I can think of is Blackie, but that's Jen's old dog's name, <laughs> and I don't. Wanna, I know what you. I know what you. You know, know what I mean? But yeah. the, I just hate that like that e like name sounder. Mm-hmm. It just seems lazy. Like Tucker is a is not a name for a dog that you would assume. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Harrison is not a name for a dog that you would assume. Yeah. Those are those are people names. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like when dogs are named people names, but like. Oh, Micah, your dog's name is Rigby. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose all our listeners I know just insulting it. their dogs. I don't care. It's so, it's just like, I just don't like the E names. I don't know why I'm such a weirdo about it, but. <sighs> no, I, I, I get it. 
No, I don't think I've had a dog that's last name. Its name started in E. Ever? Red Ranger. That's good. Um, I've heard that one, though, before. Come on. Be more original. My dad had a dog that <laughs> when I was super young. His name was Dixie. There you go. No. <laughs> go. Don't do that. <laughs> and then there was uh, Duke. Duke's cool. My parents have a dog named right now named Charlie. I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, if his name was Charles? Charles. I'm down. Dude, there's a lot of... So, I'm... When I first when we first got Tucker and we're going to the dog park like we were part of the whole dog park like social like social Oh, club. I know. And now I'm now I'm just like don't talk to me at the dog park. Like I don't <laughs> want anything to do with you. And I was sitting doing my reading and I was listening to I was reading Thomas Hobbes while listening to somebody talk about Thomas Hobbes. And Jesus, dude, dude, dude. this thing is dude, this book is anyway, I don't need to get into it. Yeah. But the I'm sitting there and I'm just sitting on my bench alone in mm-hmm. the shade. And then this person's like yelling at me. And so I'm like, I kind of like pop up from my book and I unplug my, take my earbuds out. And she's like, how old are your dogs? I'm like, really? You bugged me to ask me how old my dogs are? Why are they asking? Because they have a golden retriever too. Uh, It's just something all golden. Nope. You don't get to deny this now, Jake. You've built this world. Everybody everybody (laughs) wants to know how old other Goldens Your are. Your dogs are I, famous. This is what you get. I think because <laughs> everybody's trying to find litter mates. And I know I, I do. I uh, used to do this a lot. Like, oh, hey, how old your Golden? Trying to like, oh, maybe it's a litter mate of Tucker's or whatever. But uh, And so I'm like, oh, Tucker's. And then she like wanted to stand around and- Wait, st- litter mates as in from the same From the litter. same litter, yeah. Oh, my God. Keep going. Well, <laughs> one, of, one of my biggest- One of my biggest- uh, uh, once when Tucker was small was to find one of his brothers and sisters. Okay. I did find one uh-huh. and we we had a couple meetups with them. But mm-hmm. so I, I I'm guessing that's why they're asking. I don't know. But they're like she's like, Oh, your dogs are so big for how old they are. And it is true. Like Tucker and Bo are bigger are definitely bigger golden. Yeah. Yeah. Um That's so interesting. You know what? The only thing like so when we got Dexter, he had uh he his mom, this is a fucking weird ass story, but they didn't know his mom was pregnant. She was just acting real weird. Like hmm. they, she, because so, there was something wrong. They took her in, found out that I don't know what it's called, but one of the pups, she had started labor. One of the pups had died in the canal. Oh my gosh. And so multiple pups had died. Jen was there. I don't remember why she was there, but Jen went with her aunt, her, her mm-hmm. ex aunt is technically oh, okay. her stepdad's sister, uh, stepdad's brother's ex wife. Oh wow! Yeah, so okay. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but she was there, and they like took I can't remember the mom's name. They took her back for surgery because she had puppies in her. So they they cut her open. They all died, except for two, and Jen was there while they were like delivered. Out of how many litter? How many? In the litter? I think there were six. Wow. Yeah. So Dexter. Who is a party palm is what his coloring's called. Mm-hmm. He's black and white. And then he had a brother who is which is your standard like cream colored okay. palm. And Jen's always says, like, we should have kept his brother. Cause he was cute. Yeah. And I think he went to some psycho who was just like not wanting a dog for the right reasons. Like was saying some some things about like Oh, when I get this dog, maybe using it. Damn, the wind is blowing hard right now. <laughs> Got a leaf in my eye. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's the dangers of recording outside. 
anyways, worth it though. Yeah, it's so worth it. It's so nice. Um, anyways, so like he was just hinting like maybe he was gonna throw him in a puppy mill or something. You know what I mean? It's just like what? I don't know. It was sketchy. I did not let that dude take a dog. Well, we weren't in charge of that. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but if we always think you know, if we had enough money, we would have taken that little sweet boy. And that's. I mean, it's a huge financial investment to take on a second dog and. Um, and that's why I I so badly wanted to like breed Tucker because I was like oh I could get a free puppy, mm-hmm. but I'm like man but then like because he's the male I don't get the control like where the puppies go uh, and oh yes I just don't want to put puppies into bad homes for sure for sure so one hundred percent well and we got Harrison out of it you know Harrison is he it's interesting because you get that puppy from you know we got him from the Humane Society and you don't know his background and he's still very like. He's like afraid mm-hmm. still, um, but he's gotten so like one thing we always talk about is he never really smiles, um, but he started really smiling again, like smiling. He smiles around my niece because he's obsessed with her, but uh, he was out here in the sun just hanging out with me and Jen. Just I was petting him and he was smiling and I was like, I don't know. It's it's been a chore to kind of try to get him to warm sure, up and yeah. loosen up, and he's still like anxious around dogs he doesn't know, and he still barks like crazy when you get here every time. <laughs> but you know, uh, we didn't get his hit Dexter's brother, but we got this apocalyptic dog. <laughs> I always call him that. He's going to survive the end of the world. Well, as long as you can, I mean, you give the the dog the best life as possible. Right. That's all that matters. He fucking loves it out here, dude. He loves it out here. I just leave him out and he'll just, he's a weird dog. He likes to smell everything. Mm-hmm. Dexter will just lay and bathe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that sounds, you know, I have the same dynamic with my two. Really? Where Tucker, Tucker loves to be outside and he'll just roam and stare at yes. stuff and yep. sniff. And Bo is totally fine, just curled up in a corner yep. and like taking a nap. Yep. So, uh, this is a long dog talk. <laughs> I know. Sorry. This is probably super boring. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Get it, get into dogs. Love dogs. Love birds. Um, CJ's dog's name is Hugo. Hugo. Badass name. That is a good name. Doesn't end in an I, E, or a Y. That's a good name. There's some interesting dog names out there. I've met like one of Tucker's good friends' name is Timber. I like that. I know a guy who named mm-hmm. is Timber. There's a uh, Tucker's other good friend is Winston. Mm-hmm. That's a good name. That's a good name. That's what I'm saying. Real names. Timber's a good name. That's a name that's Tucker's not a name. sister. Uh huh. His name is Halibut, and they they goes by Hallie for short. Of course they do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they call it a halibut, but the the go- oh. um. But it's it. They call it uh in her Instagram handle. The the dog's Instagram handle is a golden halibut. That's kind of cool. Yeah. My brother's it's definitely different. Calls his dog Remy. For Remington. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's a girl, so it'd be weird to call her Remington, I guess. There's a lot of people who name their dogs after gun companies. Yes. I see Ruger a ton. That's the name of Jen's dad's dog. Yeah, Ruger. He's the golden. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've Ruger was the name of Tucker's dad. So dumb. Be original, people. <laughs> Think about your dog names. To be fair, Tucker's not original. We got there's Did like. Did you see another golden that named it Tucker? There's a. This is gonna sound super oh, embarrassing. Here we go. I wanna out I wanna yes. I'm outing Kylie and I. Yes. Um, there's so Kylie is a big bachelor and bachelorette fan. And I know. Read the fucking Mueller report, <laughs> Kylie. <laughs> so she uh Caitlin Bristow and uh whoever the guy who was who was like her choice yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Bachelorette uh had this golden mm-hmm. and 
you know, and then they created like an Instagram for it, like this big thing. And like mm-hmm. he, he loves like this guy, like that's his dog, right? It's like right. Ian Tucker and Bo. And so his, his name, this his, this guy's dog's name is Tucker. And wow. They, and they call him Tucker Doodle Dog. And I just. It's a, it's a golden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> So yeah, that's how that's not exactly how Tucker got his name, but that's how we were introduced as Tucker. I thought as a you dog said it name. was Tucker Tucker Carlson. Oh hell no! <laughs> oh god, no! My whole, like my, uh, a lot of my my the Jokum side of my family all calls him Tucker Carlson when they see him. Yeah, that's amazing. You know what's interesting? One real quick about names because I think this is fun. I think this is an interesting topic, and it's funny because I hate I hate names. Now I hate Tucker. I hate that name. Oh, did I tell you we found uh, <laughs> that Tucker's parents had a litter after Tucker, and we found one of. Well, it turns out this golden that we've been hanging out with at the at the dog park. Yeah, is Tucker's brother from another litter. Oh wow! His name's Blue. See, I like that. Yeah, I'll allow it. Sorry, go ahead. No. Uh, so I was looking at. Uh, there was a something in the mail from Amaziah. Oh, okay. For the horses. Mm. And it said, um, hey, we're just checking up on an update with... Uh, so, as long as I've known, that gray horse right there, mm-hmm. his name is DJ. Okay. And the other one, the the kind of brown looking... Mm-hmm. Not the I dark brown, the light brown. I see him down there, yeah. Yeah. BB. Okay. Right? So, DJ, BB, and Diego. Okay. Okay. So... DJ and BB. I just thought that was their fucking names. Mm-hmm. Turns out that's Don Juan <laughs> and bold as brass. <laughs> My fucking world was blown. Yeah, I sound dude, that that's uh for 10 years. Almost 10 years I thought it was just DJ and BB. That's crazy. No, nope, that's Don Juan and bold as brass. So, where's the so where's uh, Diego right now? Uh, he's probably up by the barn. So how far back does this property go? The tree line. Oh, back that tree line back yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you see how just trees go across mm-hmm. right yeah. there. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they can go all the way. So is this gray one here? Yeah. Is he fenced in, or can he get over to? It depends. You can manu- manipulate the fence fences. Oh, okay. Um, but usually there's a trail that goes up here, and then they go down the middle. So are out. all three males then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're fucking hilarious. If you're in the kitchen and they see you and they mm-hmm. haven't eaten, they'll come up to the kitchen window and just stare through the window. Oh, at you. I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> they're like fucking dogs, dude. Have you ever seen them play? I've never seen these horses play, but I my grandparents had horses. Yeah, that's in Richfield, right. Yeah, but like when they how they you know how dogs are like they like get in dog like pounce mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what these horses do. That's gr- it's that's insane. So, so fun to watch. I love watching these idiots. My, my cousin does uh, barrel racing, everything, and her her mare just had a colt, so that's been a like a baby horse. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. I hate horses. I don't hate them. I like them from a distance. <laughs> yeah, I had a horse take off on me when I was really young. I've I think never... everybody has, and I think that's exactly why nobody's interested. I did. Now I'm not interested. Yeah. I mean, I'll love, I'll pet them and love on them, mm-hmm. dude. One day, BB was bleeding everywhere. He like nicked his the back of his like heel he's bleeding everywhere and jen's mom's like i need your help and fuck man just maneuvering back there by those big ass legs scary hell yeah it's scary because he could just like all of a sudden decide to kick for no reason and 
Yeah. You got a big bruise. Or death. Or dead. <laughs> All right, Jake. Um, thanks for hanging out with me. Of course. Thanks for sunbathing with me. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our kind of rambling talk. But yeah, it's okay. Hopefully, there's there's something for everybody in this episode. I think, I think. so, too. Fucking uh, animals. And, um, <laughs> and just we know we have a lot of people who are listening who graduated recently. So to yes. our fellow Cougs, congratulations yes. on the big accomplishment. Yeah. I was not at uh, commencement, but you were. I was. Let me just say something about that real quick. Um, there were a lot of people who went to graduation for me. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um at th- now looking back, I'm like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But at the time, I know it was a big deal for me. I didn't graduate high school. I didn't get to walk. So this was something that I really was excited to do. Sure. And and being there, we've talked about it recently in a recent episode, like hanging out with you because Matt got moved. <laughs> um, but just getting to hang out and sit with you and shoot the shit while we're going through this thing. It was, it was a great experience. It was fun. I think I was a little nervous. Um, but all of my family went. All of Jen's family went. So last weekend I went for Clay because Clay was graduating, my brother-in-law. I was fucking over it in fucking 10 minutes, dude. (laughs) I cannot thank everyone who came and sat through ours enough. I I bet that was probably excruciating. It's the worst. And I only care about two people. Mm -hmm. There's other cougs that, you know, classmates that we've had that graduated that do care about. Um, But... You know what I mean? It's like after this, I'm going to go and say hi to Clay and Taryn and take pictures with them for a little bit and then go. But it was just a huge ordeal for just a little minute. I heard it was really um, disorganized this year. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I had somebody who I work with yeah. who graduated um, this last weekend, and she said that uh, like just the movement of like of students was super like backed up and like all the photos and everything took forever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd, everything was just super discombobulated and hmm. disorganized. And I was like, I remember ours was crisp. Like, yeah, everybody was all of the faculty was in the right spots, ushering you in the right yep. places and all that stuff. So it was it went. I felt like it went by really quickly for us. Yeah, but probably watching it from the stands and you're not the one. Yes, that, it was probably t- took a long. time. Yes, it did. But you know what's crazy and that I saw that didn't happen last year from because there were people. People I was with who were there last year. People who got walked the stage, took their picture, got their diploma, were not going back to their seats. They were going and meeting their family and then going out to the meeting area outside of the arena. This, and they were this told year? not to. Yeah, yes. they were told not to this year. I know. But like literally by the end of the commencement, half the arena was empty. Because the students and everybody mm-hmm. had got up and left. And so we were sitting there. Um, we were in the back a little bit. It was, uh, Jen, me, uh, Clay's dad and Clay's mom, Jen's mom. And we're sitting there and we watched Clay and we got to see Clay and then we're waiting for Taryn cause they both, they're in different, um, degrees. Mm-hmm. And one student came to meet his parents who were right in front of us and they stood up and like, didn't have the decency to like get Move the on. fuck out of the way so we could watch people we care about. It's like, just because oh. you are done doesn't mean that everybody's done. That's so frustrating. Dude, it was obnoxious. Also, you know how they... <laughs> you know how they... If you have a difficult name, you write out the phonetics yeah. for mm-hmm. people to say? Yeah. Some of the most difficult names were just so well-spoken. But one name... In particular, just got butchered. Oh no! 
Clay, Dalton, Paris. Was Clayton, Daltanian, Paris. <laughs> That's how they said it? <laughs> and all of us like hesitated to clap because we're like, wait, what? <laughs> it just threw us off, dude. First of Who all. Who was reading? Who read him? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But it's it's just Clay. His uh-huh. name is Jess Clay. So how'd they get Clayton? I don't know. <laughs> the best one is Daltanius. He, it's Dalton. It's like D-A-H-L-T-O-N. <laughs> Dalton. And they, and Clay didn't really care about walking. He didn't really want to, but mm-hmm. we're like, you got to walk. And then his girlfriend, Taryn, was like, you're walking. So this wasn't really his thing. Yeah. So of course they butchered Clay Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's up, Clayton? He goes, I... I'm so annoyed. And I'm like, dude, out of all those names, I said, you should have wrote out the phonetics for it so they could have got it. They butchered Clay Paris. That's, ins- oh my God. Poor guy. Yeah, that that would suck. <laughs> I was so nervous that uh, Fountain was going to mispronounce my last name because my last name gets pronounced. Did you do the phonetics? I did, yeah. yeah. Um, even But even still, I don't really trust. But he did. He remembered everybody's phonetics. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. Jake joke. How many history majors graduated? Like six. Is that it? Maybe eight. Yeah, that must have been a small history 469. Well, I think uh, some of them took it last year, so even smaller this year. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, last year? Yeah. Yeah, because there were some who had to take it or had to wait next year or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so that was a funny little story about graduation. If Clay's been on some episodes before, he was on Christmas episode, and he just was on one day. Episode six. Six? Yeah. Yeah. That so. was the that was the game episode. So yeah. Taryn and Clay have both been on, yeah. on. Every time they've been on, they've been on together. Yeah. So, so check it out. Those are fun episodes. All right. Um, the one last bit of business that I need to ask is, um, I know there are a lot of you who listen to this show. Please share it. That's all I'm asking. Like, I, like mom, I know you're listening right now. Just share my fucking show. <laughs> Like I know, I know that there's a lot of you out there listening, and I know a lot of you enjoy it. Um, and like I've said before, this is just reoccurring and reiterating. Everybody loves Jake. Let's spread the love for Jake. <laughs> Nobody loves me. Let's post it and just make this, just make this, a uh, just cult following for Jake. Jake is going to be the cult leader of all you say what you mean listeners, and share it, please. That's all I ask. If you like it, please just share it. And I know this is, I hate when other people do this Mm -hmm. because it sounds desperate and stupid, but I don't know. I I feel like when I find something that I love and I enjoy, I want other people to love and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So if you like the show or you want us to talk about something, like engage with us, let us know. Um, Like I brought up listeners today because they have been engaging with us and and I do want to, you know, I do want them to know that we do appreciate the engagement. We do appreciate the things that they have to say. Um, and it's always great stuff like that, that, that Jay, that Stellar's Jay call. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so please keep engaged, keep talking to us, keep letting us know how we're doing. Keep letting us know how much you hate us or love us. Um, but if you love us, tell someone and, uh, yeah, that's and, it. That's and we will love you forever for it. Yeah. Listen to Jake. Just do what Jake says. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
you what you mean. Thank mm-hmm. you.